All right. I'm not ready. Well, it doesn't matter if you're ready. Welcome, welcome, welcome back. Ready. Welcome, welcome back. Welcome back. Dude, are you... Do you want to do this? Do you want to do the intro? Dace? It was the smoothest intro we've ever had. Welcome. So I'll say it again because I was rudely interrupted by a man who can't even keep from putting food in his mouth during the stream. It's not an ASMR stream, Dace. Welcome back, oh, yeah. welcome back to Greenbox Gaming with me, Joe, the handler, and these miscreants <laughs> who don't even try to do it, do a podcast. We need to set up to something on here where, like, you can send, like, gift on this Twitch and we give Madison a snack. Oh my god, <laughs> like, <we> feed, please. <laughs> like, a, like a little live fish, can we feed him like a seal, like a little anchovy? It'll be like a, like a little, like I just imagine there's like a string that just like a, like a clothesline, like a little, like a little sardine just like squeaks across the screen. <laughs> or it's like you know I've seen some people I don't know if I've seen this maybe I heard someone talk about this where like a uh, the this guy has like a twitch and he like has a gun like a Nerf gun that's shot but you know when you pay so much then you have a little. Um, icon going around you can tell you can mark where you want the gun to shoot on the screen so okay, do like that but with sardines okay I like it but but sardines, hear me out real gun <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. well listen it, well, it hasn't been done so uh <laughs> sardines know. and firearms that's all his podcast is missing baby we'll be <laughs> we're, gonna, we're, gonna, we're gonna go right to the top oh man so oh god so my name is Joe. I'm gonna be the handler. I am joined by my fresh. good friends. I'm gonna. I'm trying no to get it back. I am joined by my friends Brad playing Hank Ellis, U.S. Marshal, by Jean playing um, Benedict, uh, journalist, and kind of I don't know. You kind of put on this kind of a uh, this new identity for benedict that he's like he acted wealthy last semester he like he acted affluent but now like there's this idea that he actually has some money so he's really taking it to the next level did you realize that yeah. you just said semester did i yeah no. oh god <laughs> you've gone too deep oh, into the grad god. school life is blurry. Yeah. and then of course uh dace playing benji who is our uh our historian who is uh starting to lose his marbles probably faster than everybody else howdy <laughs> just because he reads every cosmic book he can find he's yeah. uh addicted it's like girls in cosmo he just can't stay away is mm. that I think... gonna... that that's a gonna that's... get you some horse blinkers that, that's a i hear you also show. go insane <laughs> if you read cosmo as well so that's <laughs> uh, they're basically eldritch have you, guys, uh, have you guys ever read the sex tips in cosmo one of my ex-girlfriends was like really big into cosmo and it's just hilarious yeah. like it's just like shit like just just slap his dick. just give it a good slap and <laughs> go crazy over that so yeah. so you're yeah. what you're saying is that it, it, it that you don't you don't put a lot of stock in those tips is what you what you're saying well, I think uh, maybe at one point it was legitimate, but then now they're just scraping the bottom of the barrel because they've been doing this for decades, and yeah. that's how you wind up with dicks getting slapped. <laughs> that's how you end up with it. Yeah. yeah. I was wondering why that's that kept happening to me. 
I was, I was wondering what my girlfriend was doing. <laughs> well, it's like you like come home, you see a Cosmo on the counter, and you just hear, "I'm in the bathroom." You're like, "Oh, oh no, no, not again!" <laughs> oh no, <laughs> takes an aspirin. <laughs> All right, do you guys? want to get straight back into i say straight back into as we've been <laughs> digging around do you guys want to get back into possible landscapes i'll tell you what i'd love joe i'd love a a recap well <laughs> well this, it's your lucky day dace oh, golly. i've got a recap good golly oh, golly i've got a recap just just raring to go so let her rip, let her rip. Last time, the last few episodes, uh, <laughs> our guys, our team, uh, M Cell, they are in 2015 as opposed to last season uh, when they were in uh, 1995. They have been summoned uh, by some pretty strange means to a briefing with a strange briefing officer, where they were informed that they. Uh, were being assigned to investigate the disappearance of some former Delta Green operatives who had been housed at a psychiatric facility. Um, you know, this doesn't probably really surprise many of you. You know the kind of work that you do. You're not surprised that people go to the hospital every now and then. Um, that three former agents have disappeared in a Boston psychiatric facility called the Dorchester House. And last episode... You fellas had gone to the Dorchester and met with some of the different staff there. You had met with, you know, some of the orderlies, with the head nurse, uh, Esther Samahina, and with um, the head of the facility, whose name I suddenly cannot remember. Richard. Dallin. Dallin. Dr. Dallin. Um, he had informed you that you know, and you guys have been informed previously that Dr. Dallin is a Delta Green friendly, not an agent, but a friendly. And that this, um, and that the Dorchester house has served Delta Green for a long time. Uh, you get in there, you talk to him, he gives you some info. You guys begin doing some searching. You guys make to the third floor where the, um, where the patients went missing from. And specifically, I know that you guys wanted to investigate the room where this strange poem was written. Abigail Wright has gone to sea, crossed the waves to rescue me. In a ship, both tall and fine, she rounds the corner marking time. And this was obviously a bit of a blast for you guys uh, to see the name Abigail Wright again after 20 years. But when you guys began investigating, things were not going well. Um... First, you, you know, you look through the patient files, and you can see that these people are all very troubled. But when you actually got to the rooms, you were, I know there were two things. Well, really, there were three big things. One, you determined that um, that the room with the restraints where these patients were supposedly kept in seclusion and under physical restraint, that these restraints had never been used, which seemed odd for patients who are supposedly strapped to their beds for the majority of the day and night. You discovered that the um, the strange, like kind of collage of newspaper clippings, they didn't seem to. There wasn't didn't seem to be any rhyme or reason. Like, and it seemed it seemed staged. Like this whole thing seemed staged. It's kind of 
kind of set off alarm bells. Uh, the third important thing is that uh, Benji rolled a critical failure at assessing whether the finger paints on the walls were oh. of value <laughs> and now is in possession of what he believes to be a priceless art artifact. Forgot about that. That's not the only <laughs> critical bills he yeah. rolled. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that's oh, where yeah, you um, you guys a seventy-seven then to and a one hundred. Right, you guys then went to go see the um, the security footage, and lo and behold, there's about two hours of security footage that's just like, and the security footage for the whole facility, like the cameras are just frozen. Um, <laughs> during this encounter, Benji again rolled another critical failure to attempt to pickpocket the uh the like staff access badge for one of the um one of the staff not only did you guys fail that but then you failed your role your uh like your damage control role and you guys were all escorted off the third floor back down to dr dallin's office um dr dallin was surprised to hear that you had discovered some evidence of tampering uh amongst his staff uh, he seemed to be genuinely concerned. And one of the things that he had actually said to you was that the the uh, recording system, the security system, was not that old. It's odd that it will ha- that it would have you know failed. But the big thing he said that I think was most interesting was that that entire system was was pretty much built by the technician, by the orderly that you guys were talking to. Um, he is worried that there is an, a cover-up within his facility, and I believe it expressed to you guys that he wanted you to kind of look into his staff. Um, he he wants to find these people, and as far as you can tell, I mean, he he wants to serve the organization. The last thing that you guys probably picked up on was, I think it was Benji. Um, he noticed that there's something about Dr. Dallin. He seems he seems off. Seems off in a way that doesn't really make sense. It kind of kind of raises the hairs on his back of his neck. And I told you that it kind of reminded you of the way that you remember actually uh, old Robert Caroon interacting with you guys back in 1995 in the McAllister Building. And that is where we left it. So I'm going to go ahead and say that you fellas are have been. Uh, taken back, uh, Dr. Dallin has, uh, you guys have been taken back to that file room where you were kind of, you know, you have some privacy and Dr. Dallin is in his office making phone calls and things like that and uh, let you guys figure out kind of where you want to go from here. Well, that kind of changes a lot. That last bit that Benji, I'm guessing Benji tells everybody that on the way Dr. Dallin's acting reminds him of the everyone that was in that apartment that had the sort of spell on him. Yeah, are we still in the room with Dr. Dallin, or where where are we exactly? No, you are. Um, you've like I said, you were back in the file room. You have some privacy. Everybody kind of talked alone to each other. Yeah, and I'll, yeah, Benji would definitely share that with everybody. Um. So, like, as soon as you say that, um. Uh, Hank will um, basically say, like, 
I think that this sets off a spark that, uh, well, that's interesting to hear you say that because, uh, um, you know who else was acting sort of strange? Who's that? Our handler for this particular mission. You, you think he's got some sort of hold on him? I don't know. Uh, what was his name, Joe? Fucking uh, uh, Agent Ar Exeter. He was acting strange, and I think we shouldn't forget that that had our invitation had a hidden demonic mark on it. No, I'd forgotten is, about that. I don't know where to start. If we can't trust our our friendly, I don't even know what are we doing. Yeah. Well, you were also given a. You remember that he gave you that big old school satellite phone, uh, mm -hmm. you know, as a method to communicate with him. Um, but yeah, I mean, it raises some interesting questions. You know, who who can you even trust? Well, have you seen his email address? I don't trust that man's email address. Or at sdhpf.com. Are you insane? <laughs> Where's all this coming from? Where's this oh, coming uh, from? It's, it's on his business card. It's on, have you not seen any whips out of business card? Look, it's right <laughs> oh, here. You're, you're talking about Dr. Dallin. Yeah, Dr. Dallin. I don't trust oh, that fucker. Okay. okay. And, uh, <laughs> it's uh, a but. I think Very something convenient. we have to keep in mind is that we discover this thing, Diffna Foundation, and and maybe, maybe SDHPF might have something to do with that. Look, Benedict, we can't go around judging everybody based purely on their email addresses. It's just not oh, a I sound do. basis. Oh, I do. Judging someone's worth. <laughs> hey, for instance, somebody who might be Dragon Queen Booty at Hotmail.com, and that doesn't—that's not indicative of how they are as a person. Just that is—that's a, a very, very specific yeah. example. Oddly specific. I'm gonna reach out to that person after this. <laughs> Did you just dox yourself? <laughs> Who me? Or me? <laughs> it was that day, Sir Finchy. <laughs> Wait, what was that again? Dragon Queen booty. <laughs> uh, okay, sorry. Wow. Uh, so we do have a lot of, we've got a lot of leads to go on. I think at this point, and yeah, just basically what I'm also, saying we is we no longer have access to the to the facility right because now we're no longer friendly with the actual staff themselves well, you get no. the impression that you might have to you might have to give it a day or two to cool down before you're allowed back on the unit um, that's a few D's uh, okay uh, S, but Dr. Down said he's, he still wants to get to the bottom of it like he's still gonna let us have yeah. access yeah. to the he, he sounds like he sounds like his primary concern if you guys are expressing that there's a cover-up, is the idea that is the idea that there is um, is the idea that that someone is doing something that he wants you to investigate his staff. Yeah. Well, well I'm saying I'm not even sure that like Delta Green has us on this mission anymore. Even we're like renegades. It, I think. 
the the our uh, handler is has the same like whatever it is a spell on him that Doctor Down has, and who 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 else knows who else knows who else is you know privy to the whatever the night floors are called in this spot. What yeah. makes you think that? Because you had, because we got the same exact vibe from our handler without rolling a success on whatever to get as specific as he reminds you of uh, the guy from. You think that's actually linked, or is that just an example of Joe's poor lack of vocabulary? No, I think it's it's, it's poor. <laughs> it's poor guys. And on top of that. The fucking invitation had a, a demonic symbol. That's not something Delta Green would do. Have a hidden mm-hmm. layer under the invitation with the demonic symbol on it. Yeah. What does that tell us? What kind of organization do you think it is? I don't know. I'm just saying. I don't think are, Delta Green has us on this mission we, anymore. Are we the baddies? <laughs> <laughs> I think we have to find somebody to trust, and right now the only people I trust are the people that we met 20 years ago in the night force. I want to go. I think we should go. And <laughs> I think they're all in. Get all the bed. Ben Thomas. Yeah. Well, we, well, have to, we have to get did, back in the night floors. Did you guys shove all of them into the night floors and then burn yeah. down their building? Yeah, how are we going to oh. go back? Oh, no, I'm sure they're not going to be here. I, I don't know. I don't even know what you're talking about. That, that was that skipped my memory. No, no, that didn't happen. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, might have blocked that out too. God, <laughs> I need to go to therapy. <laughs> did we get hold of the access pass? Even though it was a failure. No, no, the guy did not. No, no it was a handle. critical. It was a critical failure, John. Was, okay. No, <laughs> I was just There's looking at all of his body. Yeah. Picked it looking up. back at my roles so I could go back and check my blue boxes. And man, Benji's character sheet is just like half blue at this point. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a yeah. failure and then two critical fumbles. You rolled a so. 48, then a 44 on stealth, and then a 100 on persuade. Yeah. Sorry, guys. I might have dropped the ball on that one. <laughs> oh, most certainly. All right, but um, so you're saying we're gonna have to wait a couple days before we go back to investigate into the facility. You, you think that getting in the facility and getting back upstairs that you're gonna like that that they're gonna need some days, a little bit of time to cool off. You'd say. So, uh, what you... Arby's? <laughs> sure, <laughs> let's try. We might as well meet up was, there. Get some. Was with you guys and Arby's. <laughs> Something about fast food. Okay. Roast beef sandwich. That's the best I've roast beef. I'll tell you what. Something about it, man. All right. All right. I do. I don't know. Uh, do y'all have anything in mind you would want to do? I think Benedict is going to act or... as if he's paranoid. So Benedict feels like he's under pressure and that he can't trust anybody. So I think he's going to be acting a little bit erratically and with a bit more impetus. Uh, beyond that, I well, can't say. I'll tell you what Dace wants to do. Dace wants to break into the facility and investigate it at night. Yeah. That is an option. And I think Hank would be more willing to do that because since 
he expressed that he doesn't even think we're working for Delta Green anymore. Yeah, Benji'd be like, <laughs> takes a pint of whiskey out of his jacket and just takes a long pull and he's like, what the hell are we even doing? We gotta get to the bottom of this. Ready to action. Less roast beef and more action. I gotta get, <laughs> gotta get to that facility at night. You guys know the drill. Uh, the night but, floor is only accessible at night. We gotta we're go. here now. We're here now. We can. Why, why don't we just pop on over upstairs? Give me, give me. Put that down, man. Put that drink down. Where's your olive juice? <laughs> you, you obviously need your olive juice. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, uh, how do you fellas feel about probing? Um, Exeter a little bit. How how do we go about doing that? We have the big-ass satellite phone. Oh, actually asking him for something. Possibly. I mean, he he is supposed to help us out. Let's do it. Okay. Hands hands him the phone. You got to... Dial 616. Is that really what Well, yeah. who wants yeah. to talk to yeah, that, that was actually a thing. That's all you. Not it. <laughs> so Benji touches his nose. Yeah. Benedict sits down with Benji and starts drinking. Where are you guys drinking at? In the little filing room. Did you guys just bring <laughs> just liquor with you, I guess? Yeah, Benji's got a problem now. <laughs> That's right. All right. I mean, do we have something we want to ask him for? I mean, what could we say to actually probe him to see if he's under the spell or slash get some valuable equipment or something else to help us with the investigation? I'm drawing a complete blank. I don't know. All right. Winging it, it is. Uh, I <laughs> you, you, you got it, guys. <laughs> All right. I'd ring him up. All right. You hey, hey, ask him, ask him about. Uh, <laughs> tell him I said checks. hi. Background <laughs> checks. Do not tell him I said hi. Fuck that guy. <laughs> Background checks in the sense of what? Uh, we need to find who Michael's side. Who's on? Who's who's Michael's? Who Michael's working for? Wait, remind me. Do we hate this guy too? Do we hate all we of hate our handlers? All of okay, I got you. You guys, you guys do have a tendency to really, really dislike your handlers. For I do like reason. the other one better. I'm not beyond trying to contact him in some way. Hank, oh, how Hank. would you possibly contact him? I don't know. Just an idea. Ask him for a background check on himself. Ooh. (laughs) (laughs) That's 4D chess. Mm. (laughs) They'll never see it coming. (laughs) It's like, okay, all right, I'll get you the information. Wait a second. (laughs) Wait a second. This is me. (laughs) Oh, well played. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, game respects game, though. You know, he'd probably just give it to you. All right, All right, what are you guys doing? Let's call him up. 
right. The the satellite phone um, is this big blocky thing. Actually, let me move over to the gameplay screen. So our viewers can be reminded of it. It is this. It's this great big blocky. Um, this great big blocky like old school ninety satellite phone. I mean, it would have absolutely been the pinnacle of of uh, communication technology at some juncture. Uh, it's certainly not anymore. You pick it up and it uh, it has the big battery pack on the back and it you know like and there's like a little a little door at the back of it that has literally like a plug that you plug into an outlet to charge the internal battery. You hit the buttons, uh, star 616, which is what you were instructed. And uh, as you do, you hear uh, not a dial tone, but like a doo-doo-doo. And then just silence for probably about probably 15, 20 seconds. Uh, Hank is probably about ready to try it again when you hear the sound of looks that sounds like someone like you know picking up and handling a phone or something you're like um hello 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 uh is this exeter no what do you need i'm trying to get in contact with agent exeter this is Cell. I can, uh, Exter can, we can have him contact you if you need. Mm. Make this quick. Uh, we've run into some trouble and we might hold need on, some. Hold on, hold on, And you hear like the sound of like the hand being put over the mic and just, you know, talking off mic. Just, yeah, ham and cheese. Uh, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you sound awful busy. I guess I'll make this quick. Wouldn't want to interrupt a ham and cheese you sandwich. Want <laughs> uh, hold on. <laughs> okay. What's uh, happening? No, it, it's it's nothing. Go we ahead. need all right. To make it quick, we need janitor IDs and uniforms for a facility we are trying to investigate. Nice. Right. There it is. And disguises, mustaches. Name name of the facility. Uh, the facility's name is uh, Dorchester House. Psychiatric facility. Okay. Uh, your handler will reach out to you. Uh, anything else? Uh, he puts a hand over the mic, over the phone. You guys need anything else? <laughs> Could we get them to cut the power at a certain time? Uh, I'm gonna hand you to one of my associates. I, I don't. I don't have time for this. I don't have time for this. Uh, do uh, you're uh, for Operation India Moon? Have you figured out anything? Have you discovered anything interesting? I need. Yes, I need to sit well. Well, excuse me, sir, but I don't, we, uh, we only on. communicate with. No, uh, no, I, I <laughs> no. Uh, do they do they have Sprite? Well, I don't. I don't like Sierra Mist. Yeah, Sierra Mist is fine. 
Sorry, uh, uh, hurry up. It's it's be be quick. Uh, just tell Exeter to call us back if uh, you need a separate. Thank you. Have you determined any? Have you determined any evidence of foul play? Hang up on the power moves. Are we going to get those janitor uniforms? It'll be run through your handler. Have you discovered any evidence of foul play? Hang up. Hang hang up. <laughs> oh, I can't hear you. Beep. Beep. <laughs> Close call. Well, that right. did... He says, well, fellas, that did seem very Delta Greenish. So, I mean... That would be that the would door, be what I would expect. The door opens. The door opens, and uh, and you see one of the nurses come in. She's like, uh, "Did someone order a Sierra Mist? Is that uh, a?" <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, oh no, okay. I'm kidding. Like, okay. Okay. <laughs> Don't talk. He's in the facility. Every, everyone, everyone made a place. face. Yeah, for those of you listening in, like everyone made this kind of shock face for a second. Like, oh shit. <laughs> We are Agent Exeter. We're all his multiple personalities. We're aspects of Exeter. <laughs> yeah. By the way, okay. that did not seem, you know, and I, I, I'm That's sure it's clear, but that was not Exeter. Okay. Yeah. I gathered that, but I also gathered that seemed like a very, what I would expect calling like a Delta Green line. Or oh, got intercepted. You hear but what I'm saying? It that wasn't goes... intercepted. That's that's a good question, Joe. <laughs> How does that stack up to like our experience with the agency in the past? Like that was really unprofessional. Like as, well, as I was about to say, God that's... forbid, because you know you guys are the epitome of professionalism. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, but but we're the we're the PCs. We're the, we we can be stupid. <laughs> <laughs> but we, but we have job. a license. We have a license to be silly and to be a license for stupidity. Yeah, uh, you guys. Um, I would say that. So you guys had each had your own individual experience that had gotten you into Delta Green, and then your first mission was last last. I was about to say semester again. Was last season? You know, uh, in 1995. <laughs> the night floors i mean that was your operation alice was your first mission uh you really don't know how a lot of this kind of cloak and dagger kind of stuff works did it seem unprofessional yes um but at the same time you really don't know what to expect it seems as legitimate as anything else you've done with the with the organization yeah that was kind of my vibe but what did confused we know the before before that call? Did we had we heard of India Moon? Yes, India Moon. You were told okay. at your briefing that this operation was Operation India Moon. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Just but, wondering who the hell that guy was. Like, how does he have so much? And even the fact that he knows the name Operation India Moon. Like, well, the ex, I mean, it. This is what's confusing me. Is like, okay, you know, my initial theory before this was Exter might be like under some kind of spell. Just like Doctor Dallin, blah blah, but if that was the case. I would yep. imagine this goes straight to you know Agent Exeter, but it's actually going seems to be going through Delta Green channels, and you know he's Exeter talking to someone higher up to communicate. Someone's communicating orders to him, so that would make sense that 
I would think that maybe we what wouldn't be What you guys to. do know as characters about the cell structure of Delta Green is that you guys are an M cell. Um, traditionally, you have a handler who then coordinates with another cell that you believe to be called A cell, which is the, as far as you can tell, the leadership cell of Delta Green. Um, so that mm. your handlers like receive missions from the higher up cells. Yeah. That's such a fascinating thought. Like, who is A cell? Who are they? What do they look like? What are they like? Well, you know, and you think about it in this era, in this in this era, this is 2015, you know, the global war on terror has been gone going on. Like you guys have heard about, like, you know, that like terrorist organizations and criminal organizations also utilize these cell structures where, you know, the people at the bottom, they don't know where they're getting information from. They don't know where their orders from. They don't know who the bosses are. If one cell gets cut off, it doesn't matter because they don't actually know anything. They don't actually, you know, it, it's this decentralized structure that's developed for security, which is, as far as you know, a part of Delta Green's whole shtick. But yep. A-Cell, I mean, it's not decentralized because A-Cell is the central authority. Like, they're the ones who do know everything, right? Yeah, but as they're not going out you, in the field. As far as you they're know. Not, they're not going out in the field like we're going out in the field. So, like, if we get caught, you know, we don't know who. We know a handler. That's all we know. Man, I, I don't know. I just found myself wondering, like, who are these humans? Like, they have to be crazy or just like super sane to be dealing with this stuff, David. Or, or, or um, super sane? Yeah, super yeah. sane. Wow, <laughs> super high sanity. That's uh, just a tangent, anyway. Well, um, why that's all we... Hank wanted to do, kind of. But why don't we phone them back if we get the same guy? It gives us information about what's happening. Ooh, I like this. That means like he's the the call screener. Yeah. Benedict what are we gonna now? Interested in investigating our like handler structure. Uh, what are we gonna do if he asks if it's been compromised? We, we also tell him that we forgot to ask him for surveillance for people entering and exiting the grounds between the time of six p.m. Onwards, on the twenty eighth. Yeah, where were you going with that uh, power shut off thing? That was kind of cool. You know what, Benji? When you reach my age, sometimes these ideas they just flow to you. They just flow. They just come out. You just don't know where they come from. All right. Hank hands the phone to Benedict. Oh, oh, am I okay? Yes. He just punches in star six one six. And wait. Okay, you you again. Do do do. And this oh, time, right, it Hank, takes, you need to tell me it, if it's the same person. You it takes take easily back. a minute before the phone is picked up. Hello. Hello. Hank? Hello. I I don't uh, have uh, time uh, for this. You hear the sound of a of what sounds like the paper of a sandwich being unwrapped. Okay. Oh, and the, that's the, and the sound of a the sound of a can being opened. <laughs> you hear someone mumble, uh, it's "Fucking Sierra Mist." Fuck, it's not even Sprite. It's not even the same thing. Uh, <laughs> this is Agent Molasses. Sorry, we got cut off earlier. Uh, you know, damn uh, old satellite phones and whatnot. Satellite. But uh, 
We have one more request, possibly. Okay. What do we want? Uh, hold on one yes, second. Give me, what do we want? Give me that. Oh, <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, Benedict, yeah, yes. Hello. Um, we will need some footage. Do you have any cameras or any camera footage around the Dorchester facility for us to see who came in and out um, around the 28th? Specifically around the time periods after, uh, before 6 p.m. In fact, the whole day of the 20th. Just give us all the footage. Okay. Uh, he'll tell you that he is like, I, I, I'll see what I'll do. I, I'll pass it through, uh, I'll pass it through Exeter. Uh, have you found any evidence of foul play? No, I, I don't know. You, you just... <laughs> cuts the line. <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I get what your but there's a that, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Alright, do we All have right. a home base we want to wait at? D don't you guys have a room at the Ritz Carlton? <laughs> oh yeah, we have that. Right. Do y'all want to head back there and just chill and wait for Exeter to contact us? Yeah, I don't, I don't know if we can do anything right now in the facility. Yeah. But I think I am for sneaking in without Dr. Down's approval. Yeah. Well, maybe... What time of day is it? Well, I mean, I want to wait for our disguises and whatever Exeter has yeah, to yeah. give us, you know. Well, I was just thinking about while we're already in the facility, what if we sort of... If we're allowed to have, if we're allowed to roam around it, what if we sort of case it from the inside for possible entry points? Yeah. Like maybe there's windows in the basement. Like, you know, just vulnerabilities in the security. Mm-hmm. Is that something I'm we just... could do? <laughs> mm -hmm. I'm just thinking about us going in disguises to this facility that's run by like 15 people <laughs> and you all come no in and you're, and you're wearing mustaches <laughs> welcome all right so you want to see if we can walk around and look around some more yeah we have the rare opportunity to case the joint from the inside what have we seen and okay is uh miss esther gonna let us walk around Slash Dr. Dallin some more today? No, if you ask, I mean, they'll, like, if you ask any of the, the staff, or especially if you ask uh, Dr. Dallin or Sam Mahinga, they tell you that, you know, it's getting pretty late and that, you know, they kind of need to, you know, they've got their night shift coming on. They really don't have enough people to kind of manage you while they're trying to do shift change. Uh, what time is shift change? It's in the evening. I don't know. <laughs> In the late afternoon. I don't think we're. By gonna... the way, do you guys hear any background music, or is it totally dead? It's off. It's it's not in the channel. Fantastic. Yeah, it's you having some technical issues there. Yeah, we're having a little bit of technical issues, but it's okay. Um, all right. So as you guys go to leave, um, because I know you guys are. What is it? Don't you guys have a um. You guys have like a car or something, right? Like a rental car? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I assume you do. I mean, you must. 
Um, you guys are driving, and who? Well, who who would be driving? Do you think? Hank. Always Hank. Always Hank. All right, Hank. You're you're as you're driving. You are. You you know you're driving and it's like and it's you know it's starting to get kind of dark and you see cars going by, and as you do, you like imagine you know from the cinematic view like we just see Hank's eyes, you know kind of like a close up on his eyes as you know as you see the headlights you know flash from the oncoming traffic, you know maybe uh, maybe Benji and. Uh, Benji and Benedict are kind of talking, you know, back and forth, you know, about something or about their favorite sauce at Arby's or, or whatever the hell they're interested in. Um, <laughs> and as we, and like, you know, but that, that kind of muffles out as we see Hank and we see a quick shot of an oncoming car and Hank kind of makes this weird kind of eye, almost eye contact with the driver. And it's this old Plymouth Fury and this driver is this kind of youngish guy and Hank kind of makes his eye contact with him as he goes by and he he just kind of like he kind of thinks like he sees the car and we zoom in again up on Hank's eyes as the wrinkles disappear and we zoom back out and we see a much much younger version of Hank Ellis the and he is inside a Plymouth Fury uh, with a uh, wearing his uh, U.S. Marshals like uniform. He's 25 years old. The year is 1975. And blossoms across flashback. the across the bottom it's, of the. It's, thank it's you. It's a flashback. It's a flashback. It's a flashback. You see 1975 across the bottom of the screen, and. It's Hank, and he is driving uh, through what looks like open desert. You know, like scrubs on both sides, um, like or scrubby like bushes on both sides of the road, and really not a lot going on. Like, and just kind of the only th- really sound is the sound of the radio and of the telephone poles that whip by every now and then. In the back seat is none other than Jerry Durant McCarthy, also known as. The chopper. Oh, <laughs> the uh, chopper. The chopper. Uh, you are Hank. You are uh, you're pretty, pretty new U.S. Marshal. Uh, I mean, like decently new within like like you're less than less than five years in uh, at this mm. point, and you have been assigned a job to transport a prisoner. You found yourself. Uh, you found yourself in Nevada. And you're supposed to be transporting this prisoner to California. Um, okay. You know, and I imagine probably the big thing that's probably on Hank's mind is how much he can't wait to get back home to his to his blushing new bride, who's uh, freshly mm. pregnant. Mm. And uh, he just wants to get home, but you know, you kind of look you kind of look in the rearview mirror and you see. Jerry the Chopper McCarthy, uh, kind of sitting in the back seat. He's got his hands cuffed. Uh, he's you know, he's got handcuffs and leg irons, and he's just kind of staring out the window and mumbling to himself with exactly what he's been doing for the last three fucking hours. The thing, and the only change was the three hours before that he was on the other side of the car. Mm. So I imagine Hank's not, you know. I'm sure he's done this a couple times in the past five years, transport prisoners. 
Um, Whoops. There it is. So he kind of thinks nothing of it, I guess, and looks back there and just like, uh, crazy old fool. And then just like keeps eyes steady. How much longer does he have to, he gets his destination? Well, see, therein lies the problem. Um, Hank, you take a, you take a gander down at the old fuel gauge and you're starting to think that maybe you should have filled up uh, a little earlier because you're looking down and you're starting to get close to that E and you know that if a gas station doesn't come up soon, you might be in a little, little bit of trouble. And you can't imagine, um, while and this guy, you know, you were told that he's, you know, it's unusual for them to send a single marshal and a single car with a guy. They just didn't have anyone else. Uh, and it was it's incredibly important because two days from now, he's supposed to be seen in front of a federal judge in California where he's being extradited to. So there was just no time and no resources. The marshal's office is very small in 1975. Mm. But yeah, you know it's still at least a solid probably 20 hours of driving. Shit. Um... So, I guess he's looking for a gas station or anything to fill up. Yeah. Convenience um, store. Off in the distance, you do see some lights on the side of the road. Um, and as you, you know, as you, you, you kind of uh, breathe a sigh of relief, you know, as your stomach rumbles, and as you feel, you know, yourself getting a little tired. Mm-hmm. Um, and Hank rolls into, uh, Hank rolls into a little pit stop, just the middle of absolute nowhere. It's like two street lights lit up with a single pump, and there's light coming from the inside of the building. He you pulls know. over, I guess, parks by the pump. You know, and like I said, you're in, you're in this old Plymouth, and it's got like U.S. Marshal on the side of it. Mm. Um, is old Chopper still just talking to himself? He's just kind of mumbling to himself, you know. And you know, you think about the things that you've heard about this guy. I mean, he he uh, was apparently he was at like he was taken care of by his mother. He's supposed to be like very mentally unwell. Uh, not that in 1975 that was, you know, on people's minds, but he, you know, that he brutally murdered eight people before being basically taken down at gunpoint by police officers. Um, you know, the entire time you've been driving with him that you can't turn on the radio, basically, because almost every time you turn on the radio, he just loses his mind. He says he's got radios in his head and he just cannot stand the sound of music. Well, uh, I'm going to stop for a minute. Uh, you need to use the restroom uh, on a hoagie or something? He just He's just mumbling to himself and looking out the window toward the, uh, toward the gas station. I'll take that as a no. And uh, gets out of the car. I guess just uh, goes in to try to pay for some gas. Yeah, you uh, you get inside, and you know there's like a little bell, you know, ding ding. It's a very small little place, you know. There's like a few coolers with some food and some snacks, and uh, 
that kind of thing, like a hot box little thing just out here in the middle of nowhere. It's surprisingly bright and kind of clean, though there is just like, there's food and foodstuffs just stacked up to the ceiling. Are there hot dogs in one of those heater things that spins around? Yeah, like the rollers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, you go over to get one, you hear from behind the counter. I wouldn't take one of those. They are very old. <laughs> I I put the fresh one on for you. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, two, please. You got a long drive. One for um, you, one for your friend. Well, two for me, none for him. Uh, I'm gonna fill up this tank as well. Uh, how much do I owe you? Um, just give me a reasonable amount of money for 1975. Um, <laughs> <laughs> because That's way to put it. <laughs> two nickels and some lint. Okay, there you go. Sounds good. You and it's like, and I don't know, like I imagine that like Hank that you're just like you're hungry and there's like you want some coffee and a hold on and you barely even look at the guy and the only thing you really notice about him, like you, like really like you you barely even look at his face and the only thing you notice about him is that he's like a really tall black guy, and you mm-hmm. you hand over the money. And you go to leave, and you hear, uh, be safe out there. Better Wait a second. Some, better listen to some music. <laughs> to, to oh, no. Oh, but no. But it's too late. You're already gone. You're already back outside. <laughs> oh, my God. That was that. Well, I mean, obviously, Hank would think nothing of it then. I <laughs> yeah, wish I at knew that this. time, you're just like, you've got shit to do. <laughs> it's like it's Bob, Bob. Yeah. Robert, Robert. Yeah, it was Robert, Robert. Oh, man. Yeah, he said, Hank's like, yeah, thank you. Um, I imagine Hank just, like, kind of uh, uh, doesn't really want to get back in the van, so he's like, sits there for a second just looking at the van, has a couple sips and a couple bites, or at least it's one of his car. hot dogs. It's, it's a car. Sorry, car. <laughs> it's a pretty sweet-looking car, too. I looked up. Oh, really? Old Plymouth Furies. Well, they're they're like the stand. They're like the like that really cliched, typical like seventies cop car. Really, okay. Yeah, drive the hell out of that. Oh damn! Yeah, yeah. Dope. But yeah. Well, uh, he'll have one hot dog and then a couple sips of coffee and get back in the car. Yeah. As you go, you know, it's like it doesn't it doesn't seem to matter how much of that coffee you drink. After a while, you're driving, and then you're woken up by the sound of like the car starting to go off the side of the road like that, you know, as you're oh. going off the dirt and it's no problem. Hank, Hank brings it back on into the center pretty quick. Okay. He straightens his mirror and looks back at, uh, the convict. Yeah. Like, you know, you like wipe the sleep. You realize that you were, you have no idea how long you were asleep, but you know, on this long straight stretch of road, you look back and chopper, is looking right at the rear view mirror. He's looking he's looking you dead in the eyes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, like I really imagine like the the, the rear view mirror's askew and Hank reaches up and turns it and just bam, chopper's eyes. <laughs> Creepy. Okay. Hank just like kinda of like keeps driving, I guess. And you hear, and like after a while, and like there's a point where you actually you feel something, and it feels like Chopper's breath on the back of your mouth, or the back of your mouth. Jesus, <laughs> <laughs> he's really close now. 
<laughs> we start making <laughs> out. Weird, real. Yeah. So, so oh, we kiss, I guess. Uh, it's that kind of video. <laughs> you you feel like the warmth in the back of your neck, and you realize that he's leaned all the way up, like at the, at the back of your seat, and he's like he's like mumbling under his breath. Hey, sit on back now. I don't want to smell your nasty breath. It's <laughs> uh, uh, and as you like, and right, the last thing that you remember hearing is him saying. It's he's whispering in the back of your ear. You hear it feels hot breath. You hear, cross the sea to rescue me. Cross the sea to rescue me. And about that time, you look up and you see a dog, a huge mangy dog crossing the road. And Hank hits the wheel and swerves to the right off the road and blacks out. You wake up the next day, the sunlight hitting your face. Except there is no evidence of a car accident. The you actually you look up, you you know, the, the sun is hitting Hank's eyes and he, he opens his squints his eyes, looks up, he's laying completely butt ass naked <laughs> on a sand dune. Probably about I don't know, a hundred meters from the road, you see your car sitting on the side of the road, not wrecked, nothing, just parked there, but all four doors wide open. You, you, you lean up and you, you, you instinctually reach down for your gun belt. And that's when you realize you're naked and you, you look, you look to your right. You don't see anything. You look to your left and you see chopper except he's completely laid open all the way from his neck down to his groin. Damn. Wide open. And as Damn. far as you can tell, everything inside him is gone, and his head is leaned over towards you with this wide-eyed smile on his face. Oh, shit. What? And about that time, as Hank, you're looking up, you look into the sun again as you go to stand, and there's that flash of the sunlight. Then transition back to Hank's old eyes, his eyes, the wrinkled face in 2015, mm. as another set of headlights goes by. Well as done, he's Joe. Kind of brought back to the to the, uh, to the present. That's creepy as hell. Uh, just the image of him splayed open, like smiling, like. And just think about the sunburn. It's got to be horrendous. <laughs> I don't think he was laying there very long. It was the very beginning of the day in, in my conceptualization of it. It doesn't take long for some of us to burn, Joe. Uh, that's true. Hey, I know too. I get it. I'm right there. Well, uh, Hank having this little reminder or memory pop up again, I guess, just like he wants to reach uh, the Ritz-Carlton as quick as possible, so he pedals to the metal there to get off the road yeah does hank recognize anything about what he said have i gone to see cross the waves to rescue well, me and like now that you've kind of had this moment of reflection you kind of remember you're like you're like this is it just feels like it's all connected it feels like 
you have this weird feeling and like you kind of look in your rearview mirror much like you looked in your rearview mirror 40 years ago you know and i imagine benedict's probably sitting in the back like he's being chauffeured around uh <laughs> and and that benji you know benji's probably sitting in the passenger seat you know and you know probably messing on his phone or something and you look back at these two and it's just like it just feels like everything is connected and like you even wonder how much you're connected to these two at this point and it's just you kind of have this weird kind of existential kind of experience of like like what is like how much are we all connected what is going on here you get this really weird feeling just like in your like in your body at this realization yeah. I mean I don't think Hank would bring up this memory to everyone and the car ride at this moment but <laughs> so let me uh, let me tell you guys about a car ride I you had. know all this oh uh, all this uh, insanity and mayhem reminds me of what happened to me a while back <laughs> <laughs> you guys Damn, ever man. heard of heard of heard of Jerry the chopper Durant McCarthy <laughs> we tell you a tale and it's like, Noah, he's me. <laughs> ah. <laughs> All right. Okay. You, you we go into the Ritz-Carlton. Yeah, you guys make it to the Ritz-Carlton. Um, and, you know, you guys all are... <laughs> you know, you guys all take a shower and you're in your big, tight, white, puffy robes and stuff. <laughs> uh, and eventually, you all go to sleep. Um, and, I don't know, did we establish that you guys are all sharing one sweet or, I don't know, we'll say for simplicity's sake, you guys are all sharing one suite. Imagine Benedict has the bed. Um, Benji's probably the little spoon. And uh, and Hank's probably the ladle. Mm. There's three grown men cuddling. Yeah, that's totally normal. <laughs> all right. That's a completely logical thing to assume that we would do. Just pile up in bed, not to butt. <laughs> you guys have been through a lot together, you know? I, uh, uh, what's so weird about feel that? Yeah. It just makes you feel safe sometimes, you know? Nobody yeah. holds me like you do, Hank. You're such a, a comforting presence. You're like a big brick wall if walls were squishy. That is a <laughs> thing to say, yes. Uh, <laughs> all right. You guys, I like. I imagine Benedict's, you know, in the bed, you know, like the other two of you are probably like on the couch and you know, or wherever. You guys, um, like, really early in the morning, like it, like I mean, the sun has just barely started to come up around five o'clock in the morning. Um, there is the the phone rings, and uh, Benedict, it's right next to you. But you're on the bed. Yeah, he rolls over and he picks it up. Hello. Good morning, sir. Uh, this is your wake-up call. Oh, I didn't ask for a wake-up call. Oh, uh, I, 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 I apologize, uh, Mr. Marvis. I must have, uh, I, I must have written that down wrong. Do you want me to cancel your breakfast order as well? No, no, I want breakfast. Breakfast is good. Yes. Bring, bring breakfast. That's fine. Who is this? Uh, this is the front desk, sir. Uh, my name, my name, name is Samantha. Okay. Thank you, Samantha. Are there any messages for me? 
Uh, no, sir. Uh, we just have uh, the only thing I have for you is the wake up call and your breakfast order. Uh, okay, bring bring those uh, little bottles of uh, olive juice, please, with breakfast. Thank you. Which hangs up. <laughs> okay. Um, after a while, or like in just a little bit, or you know, you could probably have just enough time to kind of get up and maybe get some pants on, or not that you're a sleeping pantsless, I guess. I don't know. That's how you guys do. Uh, but just, let's just uh, leave that to mystery. <laughs> <laughs> um, you guys, uh, there's a knock at the door, and a gentleman comes in pushing a uh, a cart with three people's worth of breakfast, and in the middle of everything of all the food is a little folded piece of paper uh, that has like the Ritz Carlton like logo on it. Um, whoever goes over there and plucks it up, you see a uh, you see an address, and you see the words, and you see nine o'clock, nine a.m. written on it. Okay. Where's the address? How far away is it? Uh, if you Google it, it is the nearest Arby's. <laughs> we want them over, boys. We did it. <laughs> Damn. Double breakfast. It's Double like, uh... Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine having like a five star hotel breakfast delivered to you and then going and having an Arby sandwich directly after. Basically yeah, dessert. <laughs> oh jeez. I see well, what you're doing, Box. I see what you're doing. It's like when you drive an ice and you have to steer into the curve. The only way you can get us to stop doing the Arby's thing is to get in on it. To get on board. Smart. Like uh, when parents use memes. <laughs> make their children stop. I imagine Hank just eats uh, the breakfast and is ready to go whenever y'all are. Yep. Yeah, so the goddamn olive juice. Benedict we'll have, today. We'll have to say something when we go downstairs. This is unacceptable uh, for Ritz Carlton. I'm <laughs> sure. I'm sure. We can. I'm sure Frank has a lot of experience with a Ritz Carlton. All right. Um, you guys make it downstairs. You hop in the uh, you hop in the rental car and you head to um, you head to this Arby's. Uh, when you get there. Like when you pull up, you see a familiar-looking car uh, whose make and model I had said previously, and now I cannot remember it, but I remember it was an SUV. Uh, you see a familiar-looking SUV that you had tag- tagged last time as being the vehicle that Agent Exeter had left in. Um, it is parked, you know, like as you guys are looking for parking, you see it parked in one of these, you know, like a pay-by-the-hour parking lots and you can park there and head to the Arby's all right let's do it as you approach you see what was that I said yep okay Uh, as you approach you know you see through the glass windows you see agent Exeter sitting there with a extra large roast beef sandwich uh, mm. But he's not eating it. It's just sitting in front of him. And he's uh, he looks to be writing on a piece of paper. 
Okay, let's walk up to him. Yeah, Everyone uh, roll me a quick, probably... God. Hey, can we update Not... our th check boxes too? Oh, you can. Slept. Yes, you guys have slept overnight. So Good. go ahead oh. and click your buttons to roll all your skill increases for the end of the day. Nice. Oh, dark. Uh, everyone roll, I would say probably, God, I don't know, probably roll like an alertness. Uh, Hank, and it fails. And Hank a success for Benji, 727. Benedict, you're so overwhelmed with the stench of cheese and cheap roast beef that you just you can't, you're so overwhelmed when you what walk is in. This place? And not only the smell of the food, but the smell of the people. Uh, <laughs> it's like you can smell it just them sweating it out as they're eating so much meat. So much beef. <laughs> so much beef. <laughs> um, you... But the other two of you, as you come in, or as you see Exeter sitting at a booth in the corner, he's wearing the same clothes that you guys saw him in. And mm -hmm. you two, having been previously inoculated to uh, Arby's, uh, as you go in, that you're able to make out that not that the smell of B.O. and unwashedness is not just from the other people in the Arby's, but especially... I don't have anything against Arby's, by the way. Typical <laughs> Arby's customer. B.O. Sweating Un out. Unwashed. Chopping on beef. Uh, Scum of the earth, if you will. I didn't, I didn't say it. <laughs> uh, you see that, or like as the, as the two of you kind of get close and you go over there and sit down, you, I mean, he's, he reeks. I mean, it smells like he, he was kind of smelly before. And as you, um, as he, mm. as you walk up, he takes the piece of paper that he's got. He takes it and kind of, you wouldn't even say that he folds it up. He kind of crumples it up and then just like sticks it inside his jacket. And I'm telling he, uh, you, dude, he's off his rocker. He, as you guys get in, he sees you. He's like, he's like, oh, okay, uh, you, uh, you, you, uh, you, you called. You have an update. And he's like, damn, son, looks like you've been rode hard and put up wet. What the hell happened to you? I just, I just, I just, I just been busy. I've just been busy. What, uh, I, I got a, uh, I got a communique. Uh, you get our uniforms? I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I have to work that. Uh, but I was told that you hadn't, you had an update. And videotapes? We needed surveillance material, man. I mean, I I can I can get that stuff for you, but it's, it's gonna take time. I I. God, who did we talk to? Which idiot was making a sandwich order while we were talking to him? Look, look, people people gotta eat, okay? No. Are you gonna eat that? <laughs> You're gonna cover for this asshole, huh? I say how people it gotta is. eat. Are you gonna eat that? <laughs> and then he, try, he just goes and grabs the roast beef sandwich and starts eating it. It's cold. Ooh. It's Total like he, he's literally it's, gotten it's an entire move. 
It's an he's got an entire he sandwich. He's got an entire meal with the curly fries and everything, and it's all sitting in front of it, and none of it's been touched. You go with the horsey sauce or the three pepper. I'm 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 I'm, I'm, I'm a horsey guy. I, it doesn't matter. I'll take you for a horsey guy. Horsey man. Horsey, horsey boy. Man. The horsey boy. That don't sound right. <laughs> oh my god, we get distracted so easily. Agent. Uh, I mean, we would be more than happy to share share what we've the information we gathered, but uh, I feel like it'd be a, a bit premature without the items we thought we were getting here to make sure this information is uh, sound for running it up the chain. We can, uh, I can, I can get the, I can get the, the stuff you need. I can get the surveillance equipment. No problem. I mean, the, the janitor's stuff, it's, it's hard because they don't actually have janitors. They just have the orderlies do it. And I don't know if dressing you up as orderlies and having you show up is, is the way to do it. I mean, I just, I just don't know. I mean, uh, that was just a suggestion. C-shift security? I mean, there's got to be security there outside of the orderlies. I mean, what about gotta... a fumigation crew? What if they had bed bugs and go in and take care of business? I mean that's that's not bad, I, but but again, I mean they already know what you look like. I well, I can that's, I can, tr- well, I can that's try what to the work. Are for. I can try to work something, uh, but no promises on you know how good these disguises nope. will be. I mean, they'll be based mainly nope. on what nope. you guys can pull off. Well, what do you? Why are you? Why are you so? Why do you want these updates so? Why? Why are you so keen on getting updates from us? Is is that the sound of Benedict eating a, a roast beef sandwich while he's talking? Why, why are you so intent? We don't have any information for you yet. Why do you need these updates? It's, we'll tell you when we're ready. God damn it! You're like waggling the sandwich at him. Benedict is grumpy today. Um, he's like he's like I need this because I need to be able to justify why I'm getting you this equipment and why it's worth the risk. You think Your boy's been compromised. Exeter. What? Yeah. Dallin, he's been compromised. What do you mean, compromised? That, that friendly? He's contaminated by whatever the hell's going on in that building. We don't know what it is yet, but we've seen it before, and he's right in the thick of it. What? I... He, he can't be compromised. Then you're not telling us something. No, I'm telling you everything I have for you. I just he's, he seems really agitated and he's he's like, I listen, I, I I need to go. Hold up, Dude. hold up. Uh Hank gets up and sits on the seat side of the table where he's sitting next to him well one of you would have already been probably on that side oh, okay. of him because it's like you know it's a it's a, okay. a booth can, so can we just say hank of... sitting there yeah sure he says are you all right man you look ill i yeah i'm 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 fine i just need to uh i just need to to i need to go run this up the chain if you say that dallin 
I might be able to use that to get the equipment you need. Um, that might be okay. enough. Uh, Hank's just... going to try to... Sorry, but... No, no, go ahead. He, just want... he wants to try to stealth whatever that crumpled paper w- was in his pocket. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, you guys, you guys are doing it again. You got a great track record so far. Yeah, you do. All right. Uh, so give me, yeah, give yeah, me a stealth. Well, the roll. only reason I'm not just doing this just to be, I, I'm really on the fence whether Exeter is he is compromised. That's really cool. And if, right. if we get this piece of paper and it says some crazy shit on it, we can very well say that he's just as bad off as uh, Doctor Dallin. You know, I support this. I support this action. Cool. This is not just like some uh, trying to do some bullshit for the sake of bullshit Benedict okay. sees what he's doing and he tries to create a fuss so he like looks at Hank and he sees him kind of going for that and then he like spills the roast beef sandwich on the table <laughs> and like the sauce goes everywhere no not the horsey sauce <laughs> oh what is the sauce it's all oh, on your hands oh. does Hank get a modifier for that Hank a bit of an, an, a one up I'll give, you a, I'll give you a plus, I'll give you a plus 20 for the... Plus uh, 20 beef mod? <laughs> plus 20 beef juice? Get that. Beef, beef. Success. <laughs> nice. Yes. All right. All right, you were able to, like, as this happens and, like, you know, you spill the... You spill what you believe to be a Sierra Mist across the... <laughs> across the table. What you believe. It's definitely not Sprite. You know that for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, you spill like his soda, you know, and the horsey sauce goes everywhere. And he kind of like, you know, like kind of jumps up, you know. And as he does, you know, one of these papers falls out of not the place where he had put it in his like breast pocket, like in his jacket, but it falls out of one of his other pockets. And Hank, you like very surreptitiously just whoop, just grab it and shove it in your own pocket real quick. Okay. And he's just like he grabs a bunch of napkins. He's like dabbing at his pants and stuff. He's like, I, I have, to, I'm gonna go run this up the chain. You guys are staying oh. at the Ritz Carlton, right? Yeah, that's correct. Uh, Here you go. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll send you a a, a courier. What See if I can get that arrest? What did I roll on Dallin to, to discover that he was like, under the influence of something unnatural? I human thought it was psychology, probably. or was it human? I don't know. It was human. Well, I want to roll sure. the same thing on Exeter. Okay, give me, give me probably, give me a human again. Let's see what you got. Human. Tell me what you get. That would be a success. Success fifty six under seventy two. All right. Um. Whatever is going on with him, you get the feeling that he is probably like he has huge bags under his eyes. Um, his face is kind of like gaunt, and like you kind of you remember too that you know, like you guys have walked up, he hadn't eaten a bite of the sandwich. He looks like he hasn't eaten in days and days and days, and probably hasn't slept for days and days and days. Um, something's definitely weird here. I mean, you think, you know, Benji, you immediately are, oh, maybe he's on drugs or something, but uh, I don't know. And 
he's he's trying to leave now. He's like cleaning off his pants. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna go. I'm gonna I'm gonna talk to. I'm gonna, I'm gonna see if I can get you that guys this cameras, uh, the surveillance equipment and everything. And that's uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to get that from you. Uh, look to you'll probably hear from me soon. Try to get some rest, Exeter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, thanks. Yeah, and he um he walks out. Okay, so nothing unnatural. He's just uh. Well, I mean, I guess you you, I guess you from that human you can you deduced that it's basically from lack of sleep and lack of eat, not just yeah. You know that's specifically what it is. All right, uh, Hank, he's like he takes the piece of paper and lays it on the table in front of everybody. Say, what does it say? Have you seen it? Have you seen it? If it says that shit, then we know he's compromised. He says, I took this off of his jacket. When the damn Hank, nice work. I didn't even clock that. Well, now I saw what you I have a, I do have the horsey sauce to think. It wasn't just me, but no horsey sauce. Anyway, and then he like unfolds it, puts it in front of everybody. Um, you see it looks to be like a scrap of uh, like legal pad um, that it's stained and like, and it too smells. It smells like someone who is like, it smells like sweat and grossness and as you pick it up, it's actually kind of oily. Um, like it feels like it might have actually like sweat on it and the pen ink is kind of stained and runny and you see a line of text on it uh, written out by hand uh, and it, it's kind of it's you know part of it's are smudged and it's a scrap of paper it looks like it's been torn off of something larger and it says black stars hang in the heavens where the shadows of men's thoughts lighten lengthen in the afternoon where the twin suns sink into the lake of Hali, and my mind will bear forever the memory of the pallid mask. Oh, God. So it doesn't look good, man. Read the book. <laughs> it doesn't look good, guys. <laughs> there are two things book. that are immediately obvious to you. One, Hank, with your experience in you know, and the, some of the stuff that you've dealt with, the invitation that you guys received is written in the same hand. He wrote the invitation. Two, Benji, you know where this is from without a shadow of a doubt. It's a book Dude, you so. read a few years ago. A little, little from book the bound in red leather with a symbol on the front of it. A play called the king in yellow nice and my friends that's actually a really good place for us to go ahead and cut this episode and success we've figured out something <laughs> winning you winning at this right now you guys you guys are winning you realize that your allies are no longer your allies some would call that a win <laughs> uh, you're winning in a way god yeah. Wow. 
Well, listen, that guys. That was awesome. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. Thank you for those uh, watching the stream. Thank you for those who are watching the VODs. And thank you for those listening to the podcast for joining Greenbox Gaming. Um, if you like what you hear uh, and you're interested in catching these episodes a week early, man, come on over to the Patreon. Uh, we're over at... Um, what, what are we at? Oh, we're at patreon.com slash greenboxgaming underscore. Uh, consider supporting us, you know, just so we can continue to make a good product and get some better assets and whatnot. Come over to our Reddit or to our Twitter or wherever. Uh, our Reddit is r slash greenboxgaming. Let us know you're listening. Let us know where you're from. Uh, I know we recently heard from, you know, some folks from abroad. And uh, we'd love to know who all is listening. And uh, thank you guys, you three, here, you three jokers. Um, thank and... you, Joe. No, yes, thank you. Thank Joe. you. You know, can't spell Joker without Joe. Wow. You know what? Oh, <laughs> got you got me. me. And on that bombshell, <laughs> thank you, everyone, for watching. Uh, for those of you who are watching the stream, uh, stay tuned. We're going to take a quick break. And for those listening or watching the bots, man, join us next time for the next episode and we will see you later bye later bye, bye. bye.